morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Farmer, and I'm your host of a Pen and a Napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 63, and we are breaking new ground once again on a pen and a napkin. Uh, for the loyal listeners, you know that my old high school classmate, Dick Jungers, has been on the pod a couple of times. Well, today, it is a former high school rival who I don't hold the grudges anymore, Jay. Is that, is that <laughs> That's right? Good. That's good. All right. Okay. Jay Skideman, the head girls basketball coach at Unity Christian High School in Orange City, Iowa, is our guest this week. Really excited to have Jay on the podcast here. Uh, but before we get going with Coach Skideman, uh, we, of course, want to recognize our sponsor for the co- uh, for the podcast, COSAC Chiropractic, located at 14450 Eagle Run Drive here in Omaha, Nebraska. Coaches, if you have an athlete who is struggling with balanced neck or spinal issues, have them go see COSAC Chiropractic. You can check out their practice at COSACchiro.com, K-O-S-A-K-C-H-I-R-O.com, or make an appointment by giving them a call at 402 964 Zero, zero. Just be sure to let them know that a pen and a napkin sent you. Follow us on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. That's the Twitter handle name. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the Twitter handle, so please follow us there. If you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, so download, rate, and review the podcast. Give us five stars so we can get the word out, gain momentum in, in the ratings, so we can help out as many coaches as we can and have them hone their craft one day at a time. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, Feel free to email me at penandanapkin at gmail.com. Coach Jay Skideman, the girls basketball coach at Unity Christian High School. As I said, Jay, uh, we go back a long, long ways. Uh, we grew up about 25 miles away from one another and faced yeah. off a few times in baseball and basketball when, you know, we'll just generously, generously say the late 80s and, and early 90s. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it was. So um, I do distinctly remember one night, Coach, you were pitching against us. Oh, and, boy. And uh, Coach Skideman is a left-hander, and I, I hated hitting against left-handers. And I'm like, man, why did they have to throw this guy tonight? Left-hander. And, and Jay, you're about what, 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, 6'2". 6'2". So long, long arms, left-handed, coming kind of a three-quarter funky delivery. I, not that I was any good anyway, but I would. You made me look really bad that night. I, you know. So, but again, it's it's been almost thirty years. I'm over it now, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my coach. I think one of those nights, uh, I, I was not speed was not my uh, forte when it came to pitching. So they, I always said everything was an EFAS ball, man. It was just, <laughs> it just dropped because gravity was pulling it down faster than it was going. And uh, I think I, I think I won one night and coach got uh, coach Westra. We always, we always called him Norm cause he looked like Norm off cheers. And uh, <laughs> he was, standing there. Oh yeah. He yeah. was standing there and he said, you know, Skaterman did a masterful job tonight, but if he would have been throwing at a window, he wouldn't have broken it once. <laughs> well, that's what made it hard to hit you though. Oh yeah. Because, you know, like I say, you're kind of a taller guy, you know, for, for a high school pitcher, you know, and, and, and you had that, that, that over the top kind of three quarter, not quite over the top, but a little three quarter left-handed, uh, and, and then it was, you know, off speed, you know, and, and it's just, God darn, it just, and, and it looks so doggone tantalizing and just, just, 
just look like you, a, look like a had, fool. You had to count two to, before you swung, otherwise you'd be way ahead of it. So. Uh, it, was, it was like a, a slow-pitch softball type of thing? Yep, it was. It yeah. was definitely that way. So, Well, uh, Coach, it's, it's awesome to, uh, to get a hold of you here and 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 relive some of the the high school glory days um you know and uh you know at, at least the, the the ones that that nobody can prove because there was no youtube or anything like that to record so we can exaggerate al bundy style you know with, oh, yeah, we have five touchdowns six touchdowns seven <laughs> touchdowns that type of a thing so uh yeah. but uh, uh, thanks a ton for coming on the pod really appreciate it i oh, appreciate you asking me yeah so uh, well, Coach, uh, for those, uh, we kind of filled in a little bit of, of your of your backstory here, but uh, uh, just tell us, uh, you know, we I usually start off here with, a, you know, giving coaches an opportunity to tell us about their uh, backstory and, and how they ended up where they're at today. So, uh, Jay, go ahead and just tell us uh, about your experiences and how you ended up back at your alma mater of Unity Christian High School. Well, I got out of college and, and uh, I started working for my dad around there and uh, had a had a uh, high school teammate uh, that took the head girls job at Unity, Ross Balma. You probably remember. Yeah, that. I remember he was, Ross. Yeah. He was a couple years younger. He played. He went on and played at Dort and stuff too. So he got hired at Unity, and and uh, he took over the girls program, uh, which had struggled a little bit, and uh, came and asked me if I'd be interested. And I had my experience before that. I coached, I think, eighth grade boys one year. And uh, it was kind of funny, my, my uh, only year coaching boys, I coached uh, Brandon Welchstra and uh, and a few of those kids when he was an eighth grader. So that was, uh, it wasn't a bad group, but there was a lot of them. So mm-hmm. we, uh, it was a little difficult there. But so yeah, Ross asked me and I did JV for a few years and, and, uh, and then did, uh, I was only going to do varsity for one year because I couldn't find a head coach when Ross went on to Dort. But mm-hmm. uh you know, I always, I always say, uh, you know, kind of God got me into coaching because we were, uh, you know, we were, we were trying to have a family, start a family during that time too. And I said, those girls were, those girls were always, you know, my kids at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the first, first few experiences with, uh, with coaching, I think my first JV game, we were at uh, George Little Rock and, uh, the, the highlight was we were 50% from the field in the first half. Uh, but we were two for four. <laughs> so my, I always questioned God why he got me into coaching girls. And then, you know, a number of years later, he, uh, he gave me three daughters of my own. So mm-hmm. I always say God's got a pretty good sense of humor when it comes to that. So, and all three of my girls are, uh, are adopted. They're Bethany babies. So we're, we're pretty fortunate for the journey that, uh, that he, uh, he, uh, got us on there. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you had, you know, your, your effective field goal percentage had to be pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, but that, you know, that, that was it. And then, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't asking for too much. And I said, uh, you know, my first year coach in varsity, we were one in 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we averaged 33 points a game and we averaged 35 turnovers a game. Oh my goodness gracious. And we made one three pointer that year, and I think we were down forty in in a tournament game to to Akron. I was back with the Colt girls and stuff. Uh-huh. They were just phenomenal. They were beating us by forty or whatever. And right at the buzzer, one of my kids threw up a half court shot, and that was the only three pointer we made that year. So. <laughs> well, it, 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 uh, go big or go home. 
Well, I always, I always say every every time we have a struggle or whatever, never as bad as that first year. Yeah, <laughs> and and you 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 knew that you were you know taking over a a, a tough situation, a, a rebuild, obviously. Um, yep. You know what was the um, the plan? You know, did you have a plan when when you, when you took over? Like here, here's going to be step one. Here's going to be step two. Here's how we're going to get this to respectability and, and obviously the quickest way to get back to respectability is getting better athletes and better players but there's there's yeah. other things that go into that so so you knew you were going to be taking over a, a really really tough situation uh how did you how did you attack that well i, I think there too it, it starts with the younger kids and stuff too and and making sure that we you know we get things started the right way and and like you said it's 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 a it's can be difficult because of you know we get kids from Ireton Christian, Sheldon Christian, Orange City Christian, Sioux Center Christian, uh, you know the Paulina area. We get a couple Sanborn kids every now and then, you know. So there, there's, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to bring them all together um, and, and do it in the right way and not, you know, not ask too much of it because mm-hmm. you know you can't have kids driving, you know, two three nights a week. Uh, when they've got grade school stuff going on and everything too, so so it's always a challenge. So it was always definitely, you know, I think I looked at it. You know, I'm a businessman. I'm not a teacher at the school, so you know, looked at it as kind of the CEO of this thing that we needed to we needed to build it from the ground up, and we needed to start with with our younger kids and really work with them. And and you know, the year we were one in nineteen, we had a we had a, we had a really nice group of freshmen, and we kept them together that year. Let them play a little JV, but we said too, we're gonna we're just gonna let them kind of develop a little bit. And uh, I think the next year we went 500, and then we were just above 500 the next year, and then we went 21 and three, and then that next year we ended up with a state trip mm-hmm. um, with uh, with uh, with. Would, that that freshman group didn't make it to state. We had a really good team, and uh, we we shot the ball horribly um, and caught somebody on a night that it was Okaboji caught somebody on a night that they hit a bunch of threes. And you know that's one of those one of those years where you go, boy, that was a, that was a really good team that I would have liked to got to state with. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we we've all been there. If you, if you've done this long enough. You, you, you've had situations where you've you've sprung an upset or two along the way, and maybe yep. you know, yeah, those guys are probably better than us. But you know, it's not best of seven; it's just one. You know, it's just thirty-two minutes, and here we go. And yep. and uh, but you, you know, again, you do it long enough, you're you're going to get knocked off when you when you least not least expect it, but when you feel yeah. like you you are the better team as well. So yeah, yeah, those, those things tend to even themselves out as time moves forward. I think. Oh yeah. Well, and unfortunately, those are the games you remember more than some of the better wins that way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You are absolutely correct. So, uh, Jay, you referenced it a, a little bit here. You uh, you own your own business. You're not a, a, a teacher by trade. Um, but I, I read, I, I, I Googled you a little bit here today uh, to kind of get uh, ready for here uh, tonight. and And you talked a lot about... Uh, people skills and obviously you have to sell your business every day uh, for your your family's income and and so forth and so on um, but 
that also carries over into coaching and, and working with people and having those people's skills. You know, what are some things that you take from your business world that you apply to your, your coaching world and, and vice versa to help both of them be successful? Well, I, I think, you know, I think it comes down to relationships. And I, I think I've always told coaches, too, if you want to be a successful coach, you got to be in it for the right reasons. So you got to be in it for the relationships with the kids. Because if you're just in for the basketball or you're just in for the wins or you're just in for the accolades, you know, the kids can see through that pretty quickly. And, um, you know, you can only get kids to play hard for so long. Uh, when it comes to some of that, you know, one of the one of the books that um, I give to all my coaches, and I've probably given out, you know, a hundred copies of it. I keep I keep two copies in my in my briefcase or in my my sack every every place I go when it comes to coaching, and I'll hand them out if coaches ask for it. But Lead for God's Sake is a, is an amazing book um, that that talks about. Uh, relationships and and how important that is um, in the grand scheme of things and being able to read kids you know when mm-hmm. it comes to some of that stuff too you gotta you gotta be open and honest with kids and and set it out there and you know I, we start out every year and talk to the kids about you know it's it's not going to be fair mm-hmm. um, you know there's kids that are aren't going to work as hard that are more talented that'll play more and there's kids that bust their butt and uh and and don't get to play as much and that that's just that's just kind of how it is and and uh you know my my dad would say you know the fair is in august um (laughs) and and you need to you need to be fair is not always equitable in that Mm -hmm. situation so yeah how do you handle that when uh, uh a kid or you know we've we've all been there again if you've done this long enough uh a parent says well Mary or Susie didn't show up, you know, she only showed up for weights five times this summer and my daughter was there every day and she was at every open gym, but she's starting varsity and my kid is, you know, not even getting a varsity uniform or, or she's, you know, she's only playing eight minutes a night or, or that type of a thing. You know, what are some ways using those people skills in your business, uh, taking your business hat and put it on your coaching hat? How do you handle those conversations? Well, I think you're just honest with them that way too. And you're just like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, they, they possess a unique skill set. I'll never forget. I was sitting on the bench and I had a wonderful kid sat next to me and she was probably one of the smarter kids that, that, um, I ever coached. Not, not very athletic, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, there was another girl out there and, uh, you know, I, I would say, I would say 90% of the time this gal, would not run the play right and and this girl always knew it and she was like coach i always run the play right she never runs it right and and but she still gets to play and i'm, I'm like okay well watch this we get an out of bounds play i call a play she runs it wrong but she cuts to the hoop she gets the basket she gets an and one and she scores mm-hmm. and i said you know i said i get it but at the end of the day if you can put the ball in the hoop mm-hmm. and athleticism, athleticism can, can, you know, in some of these situations trump that. And, and again, I think, I think you just, you, you just admit to him too, you know, it's, it, yeah, sorry, it's not fair, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it's the way it is, you yeah. know, um, I think every day in life we have that too. You know, there's people that maybe get promotions that, you know, maybe you're, you're smarter than, but, you know, I always say, I always tell my kids too, it's not always about the circumstances or what happens, but it's how we react to them 
that really tells you know our true character that way too so so it's never about you know there, there's always going to be stuff that happens to you mm-hmm. uh, that's why i've always argued with with other coaches too and 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 different reporters that have said well why don't why don't you go get you know i haven't gotten a technical in 22 years wow and, that's impressive and they say, well, why, why, why don't you? Sometimes you just get a need a need a technical to, to um, fire your team up or to do this. And I said, you know what? I ask my kids every day that they don't lose control. That they, whatever happens to them, that they react in appropriate ways when it comes to that. So why would I lose control purposely uh, to to you know to try to fire up my team mm-hmm. um, when it comes to some of those things? So. I think I've gone ten seasons without one. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, to, I have to admit, I did get one, but I had odd numbers in the book instead of evens. <laughs> well, that yeah, that I I, I got one uh, my last year at Scott for uh, not filling out the the book right. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, every other game I always had my assistants fill it out. Oh yeah. And the one time I fill it out, I fill it out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we get a technical foul, and uh, uh, oh, I felt like such a moron. I mean, more more than usual when I feel like a yeah. moron. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I again, one of those. If you've been, if you've done it long enough, those are the things that are going to happen. So, yeah. Well, the new, the new uniforms we got last year, I didn't do any odd and evens. We just kept one number on all of them, and I didn't have to worry about that again. Yeah, that's kind of an old school Iowa rule. It is. Mm-hmm. Because I remember my dad did a lot of officiating, like at the, uh, like the junior high and freshman level and stuff around mm-hmm. Sheldon. Uh, you know, a lot of JV games, and and he would say, you know, I'd be like, well, how come, you know, you know, Marshall Matuska's, you know, ten, but when they play on the road, he's number eleven. And my dad explained yeah. me the, the the old rule. I'm like, oh, okay, and but then you're just kind of like, yeah, that, that's kind of a weird rule, but. You know, you know, I always got, I always got more of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Iowa does a, a lot of things really, really right when it comes to mm-hmm. its, its, its high school athletic union and the, and the girls union and all that other stuff. But that was always one that I was just like, it's not mm-hmm. that complicated. I don't think, no. you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think when, when we were playing in high school against each other, if, if, if you were in baby blue and we were in orange, I think teams could tell, figure out who was who I, you know, I, yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think you could figure that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, most of the time when my parents were watching me play, they really didn't want to claim me with, 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 the, with the way that I played, but, but, uh, you know, uh-huh. You know that that is what it is. Those are again childhood scars that I'm I'm still trying to get over. So oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we all got some of those. Yeah, um, let's talk about and and you talked about kind of your demeanor and 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 uh, you know we we've known each other from afar for a long time. Like I said, back to our you know probably freshman year ish of high school, <laughs> something <laughs> somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. And you've always been you know just like you said a, a calm steady guy uh never too up never too down that type of thing and and i can imagine your team's playing and you developing your kids one day at a time and and one of the things that that one of your assistant coach said about you was just how you emphasize the process every day or just getting better every day and that type of thing what what saban has famously now referred you know titled the process um you know what are some things that that you've done in your career to come about that philosophy um, to to build on that, what are 
maybe some specific teaching points that you'd like to share with our listeners uh, that that can help them uh, put their teams in a situation where it's just about today and 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 how you get that message across to your players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's about consistency too, and and having having the right message when it comes to your kids, and and I think too too many coaches too. They, they stick with the same philosophies throughout. And I think every year we sit with our coaches and we look at our team and we say, okay, what, what's, what's going to be our thing this year? And, and I think we do have specific things that we like to emphasize when it comes to man-to-man defense, when it comes to some of those things too. But I think you, you always have to look at each individual team and go, okay, what, what are, what are some things that we can do to make this group successful? Where, how do we put kids in, in, in places that they can they can do things really well you know and sometimes it surprises you and uh you know i think a couple years ago when we went to when we went to state you know i hate i i I hate playing zone i like to play man-to-man and we had a real athletic group but they just they just didn't want to buy into playing man-to-man they finally said you know every time we'd give them the option to choose they would choose zone so at the end of the year we kind of said fine do it and then we went on a run and and made it to state so it was you know some of those things but you know i think the process uh, is again keeping it simple building but also trying to communicate with your kids in such a way that they understand it because i think a lot of times as coaches we've been doing it for so long and doing the same things that we we can sometimes talk over our kids and so again to really drill down with some of the kids too do you do you understand and and again for me i'm kind of a storyteller so to, to tell the story to to put it out there for girls that that okay here this is why we do this because of this and it leads to this and and you kind of got to put that story together for the kids um, and i think it helps them to understand it better uh you know versus probably the old you know parents thing of just do it because i tell you to that's mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. so I, I i think they're too understanding understanding what we're trying to do in the process with that and and building slowly you know i think we we continue to add stuff throughout the season to to challenge kids that way but but again we try to start simple and uh, make sure our kids understand what's expected of them and uh, what their role is on the team and that they're that they're good with that Mm -hmm. you're talking about building slowly um at this point of the year how many games you guys had Three or four? Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so um, let's just go down the, you know, the typical play sheet um, that we were kind of talking about before we started <laughs> recording here. Uh, yep. How many? How many offenses do you have in right now? Oh, like continuity offenses. Continuity offenses. I'm. We basically have one continuity offense that we've got in. Now we've okay. got some different sets and specials that we run. There's probably, you know, there's probably a basic set that we run. Uh, that's kind of a four out one in. Uh, most of the time we're five out because we've got kids that cut and move very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I've I've always been about uh, more of that motion offense, more putting kids in positions and I had a coach tell me one time to make sure you teach your kids how to play before you teach them plays mm-hmm. you know so early in the season we, we do a lot of that we just do a lot of breaking down offense and and saying okay hey we, we make this pass here here's our options we can do this we can do that we can do this none of them are wrong 
mm-hmm. but we, we, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. You can't just stand when it comes to this. So we, we do a lot of that in practice where we early on will break stuff down and, and say, okay, here, here's some things that can make you successful. And some kids, you know, some kids, Hey, Hey, you know what? This is, this is where you're going to be successful. So my five, two guard that comes off the bench, I usually probably don't have her do UCL, UCLA cut where you pass it to the wing and she's going to cut through looking for that, you know, looking for that score. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to either screen away or we're going to back screen for her or do something like that. So, so again, you give kids options that can help make them successful too. Yep. So you got one continuity offense and you have how many sets in right now, Jay? Oh, probably four. Okay. How many zone offenses you got in? Uh, we'll have two zone offenses, okay. uh, basically. And we, we stick with, I mean, our base offenses are pretty much the same, um, we're just gonna we're just gonna probably continue to add different sets to them too mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Depending on who we play, usually you know yeah. we're we're scouting ahead of time. So if we know that they're gonna throw a zone a zone offense or whatever, then we'll put a few specials in for that mm-hmm. for that team too. So, uh, how many half court defenses you got? Half court defenses right now we've got three. Three. Okay. How many? Well, we got three, and then there's probably a variation of. Uh, there's probably a three, and then a, a you know a three A, uh-huh. and and a three B with with two of them that way. So. Yep. Um, and then how many presses do you have in? Presses we have in, I think all we've got in right now. Well, we've got two. We've got one full court high pressure one. Um, probably a, a man run and jump where, you know, I mean, be basic, you're basically uh, full court man and then a three quarter court. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. probably three of those that we've, we've touched on. We've probably not done well, but we've touched on them. So, yeah. so it's definitely a slow build, even after being, you know, uh, you know, year 22, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's four games in and it's, you know, you guys probably had about 20 practices or so, yep. um, and and you're and you're still it's it's just very very basic at this point, and that's what you're talking about with that process and that slow <laughs> build, and let's focus on the fundamentals here and, and and take that take that thing just one step at a time, and and when we'll know when we're ready to add something when we see it. Is that kind of <laughs> the, the way you guys handle it? Yeah, I would say that, and and you know, so I think sometimes too, who we're going to play is going to dictate that too. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, so I think uh, you know, again, if if somebody's going to throw in a, a certain wrinkle and we know something's going to work well against it, then you know that's something that we're going to emphasize and work on in practice. Um, and and I think we'll go back to and we'll look at uh, you know last year and what we were successful with last year mm-hmm. and what kids we've got coming back and you know what are the strengths and weaknesses when it comes to that stuff too. Yeah. So. We, we always try to look at and we try to stay open-minded with uh with some of that stuff too to say you know there there's there's always kind of where we'll try a few different things but there's always kind of that one thing where we go boy that's really successful for us and that's going to kind of be our thing this year yeah and and you know it's kind of crazy every year it can be different and uh every year you know, even with some of the same kids, it's just something. And, and sometimes, the, a lot of times, the kids dictate it, where where all of a sudden they're going to grab onto something and they believe in it. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, we're going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I had, you know, the, the few years back when I had Bronner and Timmermans and, 
and you know a bunch of these Sconehoven was a freshman that year and I mean we had some great athletes and I thought man we're going to be awesome and man to man we're just going to get after it we're long we're lengthy and these girls always wanted to play two three zone I'm just like what is going on here <laughs> this is a waste but we when, when Jim a- when Jim Beheim is listening to this he's just going to be crying tears of joy when he hears this segment <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh yeah so you know what we we did it and and uh you know, we, we, and again, there again, you tweak it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you put kids in positions. We put, uh, you know, probably one of our better rebounders and tall, long gals. We, we stuck her on top instead of in the bottom where, where I think most coaches maybe would have put her. And, you know, she just wreaked havoc up there mm-hmm. and uh, got her hands on a lot of stuff. We got steals. We got some easy buckets. And so, you know, it's, it's just a different way to look at things. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, one of the great, sell jobs uh taking your taking your business hat and bring it into the uh uh to the coaching world had to be uh a couple of years ago uh you lost to cherokee by a lot uh yeah yeah 49 points (laughs) and then i won't give you the 50 it was 49 so okay okay there you go um and that was like the second game of the year and mm-hmm. then you play them in the sub-state final, yep. and you end up knocking. And I think you beat them by double digits in the sub-state final. Yeah, we we'll yeah. beat them by 11, I think. Yeah, so you you had a 60-point turnaround in mm-hmm. two and a half months, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. I could see, like, you lose by 15, and then you end up winning by 11 the next mm-hmm. time around. But, you know, I teach history, but I can still figure out that a 60-point turnaround is a, <laughs> that is a monstrous turnaround in two and a half months. Uh, what was, uh, you know, for a competitive guy like you, for a, for a proud program like yours, uh, to get beat, uh, to get beat that badly, uh, and, and then have to kind of figure some things out and move forward with it. What was the, what was the sell job with that? Uh, because well, I, 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 it's gotta be a fascinating story. I don't, I, and I know you're going to be really humble about it, but I don't yeah. care. I, I, it's gotta be a fascinating story. Well, and you know, the backstory to that too is, is, uh, you know, our girls had played them in sub-state volleyball and, uh, they were up two one on us in sub-state volleyball and we came back and won the next three. Mm-hmm. So there, there was, there was definitely some, uh, and, and I knew it going into there that, uh, they, they were, they were out for blood. They mm-hmm. were going to, they were going to take it to us. And I wasn't quite sure if I, well, I, no, I pretty much knew our kids weren't ready to handle that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at a certain point, you know, there again, that was a great group of athletes and stuff. Um, but, uh, second half, they kind of quit. And as a coach too, you kind of look at it and you go, okay, do you call timeout? Do you try to bring them back? Do you do this? And, you know, we kind of just let it go. So it, it did get ugly. It, mm-hmm. it got real ugly mm-hmm. and, uh, walked into the thing after the, walked into there after the, the game was over and, uh, sat down and was pretty quiet. And the first thing I looked around and I said, boy, I can't wait to play these guys again. And I got the weirdest looks from all of these girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, you know, I said, we're going to get an opportunity to play these girls again. And I said, we're going to be way better at the end of the season than we are right now. But I, but I said that that starts with you girls and paying attention and, doing the details and we, we have got to be able to um, 
you know, do a better job of getting ready in practice. And, and, and we got their attention. And from, you know, from then on, you know, we kind of had it circled on the, on the calendar a little bit. Some of the girls were still nervous and, you know, you know, you kind of got to play it up as a coach a little bit. When the pairings came out and we saw them on the other side of the bracket, I was just like, sweet girls, I got my wish. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to play them. You know, we get the opportunity to play them again. And the girls are like, you are crazy coach. You're crazy. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if there's anybody else in the gym that night that, thought we had a shot at it yeah. and uh, even at halftime um, you know walking out um, I think we were up I think Malenki hit a three-pointer to put us up like six or something and we had momentum and I mean just the shock of the look on everybody's face but that group had I mean that group had the ability like you said we needed to we needed to develop and we needed to be able to handle that pressure but we had the athletes to do it mm-hmm. um they just needed to be disciplined enough to to um probably bring up that intensity they you know they were such good athletes it was easy for them mm-hmm. uh, so we definitely got their attention after that game and they were competitive enough that they didn't want to let that happen again mm-hmm. and, and not you know not only did you did you come back and beat them but it it wasn't like a Villanova Georgetown eighty five where you took the air out of the ball or anything like that. I think you you know I think if I remember from and again this is by memory this part of it, but I think you had like eighty points or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, we scored a ton of points. Yeah. But again, you know, there again, we we had athletes. We get up and down the court. We just we just had to do we did do a better job of making layups and and making good passes. So mm-hmm. you know, and I had a you know I had a six six foot six one point guard who was pretty athletic who could who could beat it and uh you know she she had a heck of a game that night timmerman's girl and you know she all those girls were volleyball players but but uh you know for that for that little bit of that one shining moment we uh we uh we got them to buy into basketball so were, were, were you like uh, jimmy v running around looking for somebody to hug with your one shining moment no, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that, that, but my, my assistant coach did bear hug me as I jumped in the air, he bear hugged me and, and, uh, you know, there was two dads that, that aren't huggers that got hugs that night and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they felt awkward, but you know, I'm a hugger. I got to do that. Man. Yeah, was, yeah. But, a, a, a lover, not a fighter. Yep. Yep. And, and there again, as a coach, you, as a coach, you look at it and you say, this is, you know, again, I think that's a lot of it is, is, uh, you know, my dad would say too the, 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 uh, um, philosophies with business and stuff, you got to begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And so the, the end as, as you see it as a coach, you got to project that out and you go, okay, this is where I want to be. Okay. These, these are the kids that I think are going to help me get there. Now, how do we, how do we put them in the best position to get us there? Mm-hmm. And and again, you know, early in the season, I, I never mind early season losses. Lost to Cherokee like that, you know, down a starter. When it comes to some of those things, those are good moments when we can have some teachable moments and and have some have some individual conversations with kids of, hey, this is what I need you to do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when after losses and disappointments and stuff, those are the those are the times where you have those teachable moments and and uh, you have those conversations. We uh, that was that was one thing that was a, a bit of an adjustment for me coming over here to Nebraska because uh, for a long time, and in some ways it was better than the Iowa system, uh, where uh, you had eight teams that went to the state tournament. 
Um, and then, but you ha- you only had six districts, and then, uh-huh. and then you had two teams that would get in as a wild card. And, and, oh, and we took advantage yeah. of the wild card at least once um, uh-huh. when, you know, qualifying for the state tournament. Um, but, you know, that also in some ways, uh, it puts so much pressure on every regular season game. Uh, yeah. And, and you, you kind of always had to look at your schedule like, you know, okay, if we play this team, this should be a, you know, I'd rather play this team because I know it's a 44-point win. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, it, but if we played this other team, it's a much better opponent, but it might only be, it would be a 39-point loss. And even though that might be better for us in the long run, it's going to, it could possibly be the difference between us going to state and us not going to state. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we I think we had that, too, that one year. We uh, we got runner-up that year, and we continued to get better. But I think we had four losses on the season, and all four of them were to number one teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Newell got us that year. Western was number – Western number one? Western was maybe number one, and then Helan was number one. Yeah. And, you know, so we – you know, we lost to a bunch of number ones that way when it comes to that. But, but it you know it made us better and it prepared us. And yeah. and oh, Mosley was the other one. Mosley was in our class. That's who we were runner up to. And, yeah. Yeah, and you know you're you're in that situation where it's like, okay, we, we'll take a couple losses early and we'll we'll play a good strength of schedule. Um, yep. And if we end up with you know seven losses instead of four losses, well, who cares? We'll be better because of it. And yeah. and I think that's. Uh, in in the Iowa way, where you have to you have to win it to get in it every year, yep. I think that would be the right way to do it. If your team was talented enough to be in the fight, uh, obviously, if you're not very good, you're not going to go out and schedule Heelan and Unity and Newell Fonda and Hall Western Christian, mm-hmm. you know. But if if yeah. you're good, that's a great way to go about it. And I, and I think you were talking about early season losses, and and I think it's good to challenge your team. You don't want to over challenge them too much. No. Uh, you know, no. I also had a team or two that I thought. Um, that I coached that we played probably too tough of a schedule and then they got a little discouraged because, you know, we dropped, you know, you'd lose two or three. You're sitting there going, hey, this is a really good team. This, is a, But but the kids ultimately look up at the scoreboard and they go, yeah, but we lost. So that must mean yeah. we're not very yeah. good, you know. And so it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act, don't you think, Coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, because confidence and all that plays into it too. And you know, I think that was that was the case too. I forget about that. A couple of years back too, we, you know, I think we started off with with uh, I think Heeland and, and uh, Cherokee and something like that. I think we started the season zero and three. You know, when it comes to that, and and uh, th- th- those are those are hard ones too, where you got to kind of kind of uh, lift them up a little bit though too, and and. Uh, um, you know, encourage the kids and, 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 you know, as, as coaches too, we we don't like that either. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, we're, <laughs> are we getting better or not? You know, where are we going to be at? So exactly. I, you know, in the, in the two years I, I set out, I, uh, I, I told my coaching friends like, man, I've slept great for two years. You know, I, I, I've, I've forgotten. I've forgotten what my my ceiling looks like in my bedroom at two o'clock in the morning. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm sleeping great. You know, and then uh, yeah. this year back into it, and and we had our first game uh, last uh, this past Thursday. And, oh my god, Wednesday night, I was just a wreck. I was just, what the hell am I doing this again for, man? This is just driving me nuts. But I've got great kids to coach. We're we're getting there. Our our second game was. 
much better played than our first game, and and uh, it's going to be a build. It's going to be a build, but the kids are doing a terrific job, and they're a joy to coach. So, um, you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there as well. So. Oh, that's you know that's the fun sometimes when when the expectations aren't there. I mean, I I would say too probably. You know, I mean, everybody says to you, oh, man, it's fun going to state and winning all that stuff, too. Well, it is, but there's a lot more pressure. And, mm-hmm. and the unfortunate part, you have, you probably have more, you, you, you can tend to have more parent issues sometimes those years because everybody wants to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, when, when you're 500 and there's not a lot of pressure and expectations are kind of low, those, those are kind of fun seasons because you're kind of like, meh. You know what? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let's let's get a couple that we shouldn't, and let's not lose ones that we uh, that we should be winning. And if we get to the end of the season, that that'll be successful if we can get a tournament game or two. And you know, I think that's 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 always uh, always fun too. So you know, everybody says to, oh man, it's got to be great. You know, being in it every year. Well, yeah, it is. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. from a competitor standpoint but yeah like you said it's uh it can be uh it, it can be an, an internal struggle that way too now you know i've been coaching long enough that i kind of have my time where i go okay well here, here's some things i try to stay away from the what ifs you mm-hmm. know what if we would have done this or what if we would have done that but yeah. um you know we uh we just look at okay what are some adjustments what do we learn from it and then, then we move on and go on to the next game so I think it's easier to not play the what-if game if you really feel like you've prepared yourself and your team to the best of your ability. And, uh-huh. and, and, and sometimes you can you can do that, and the other guy's just better than you that night, and then and yep. you just, hey, you know, tip your hat. You know, great yep. job, you know. and uh, um, But you don't, you don't have that... Um, you don't have that guilt hanging over you. You don't have that yet. You know, like you said, the what if it's, it's the ones that perhaps you didn't feel like, you know, and, and, and a lot of times it can be, you know, you just didn't have as much film study time because you had a sick kid and you, uh, you, you had this going on at school or in your case, your, your full-time job. And, uh-huh. and so maybe you only scouted, uh, Lamar's, uh, for two games instead of the usual three or four. And then maybe you just didn't feel like you were as prepared. And then they hit you with something that you weren't prepared for. And, uh-huh. you know, those are the what ifs that, that kind of get to you, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah the times when you kind of guess wrong and, and you think, ah, you know, I think they might be doing a little junk against this and you prepare for that and, and they just play you straight up and you're just like, Oh man, miss that one. Yeah. You know, when it comes to some of those things, but you know, and I think that that's, that's probably true too, but but again, you know, I think too too often, I think as coaches, we put too much on ourselves that, um, you know, realistically, we, we throw our kids out there, we prepare them, and, and you know, our kids got to make plays for us ultimately. Uh, you know, I think a, a wise coach told me one time too, you know, really coaching comes down to two or three times when you can, okay, let's, you know, let's get a cheap bucket here or let's mm-hmm. let's call a play to get this here or there. But he goes, ultimately, it's putting your kids in position and, mm-hmm. and uh, they got to make plays. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's kind of simple that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, hey, Coach, uh, we're going to move forward here. Uh, first of all, before we do move forward, uh, we want to talk about teachhoops.com. Uh, want to have the opportunity to have a hands-on mentor to help you hone your craft as a basketball coach? Look no further than teachhoops.com, a place where coaches go to get better. 
Coach Steve Collins out of Madison, Wisconsin, shares his three decades of coaching knowledge with his subscribers through resources like podcasts, one-on-one mentoring sessions, and much more with teachhoops.com. Go to teachhoops.com backslash A-P-A-A-N, that's a pen and a napkin, where subscriptions start at $34.99 a month. When you sign up, you get a 14-day free trial, so combine teachhoops.com with a pen and a napkin to help make you the best coach that you can be. Coach, at this time, we uh, have the Don Meyer quote of the day, the GOAT, um, uh, Coach Meyer. And uh, like almost everybody that's come on here, you've probably uh, begged, borrowed, and stealed from Coach Meyer at some point or another during your coaching journey. Um, So I'm going to throw out a Coach Meyer quote, and if you want to comment on it, feel free. Um, And I I think this kind of suits your – It's again, I, I, I say this a lot. I pick out a quote, and then the conversation goes, and and the quote ends up fitting the conversation that we have the first half of the pod almost to a T. So the Don Meyer quote of the day is, Habits are critical for players. They cannot think and play well at the same time. Oh, yeah. That is so true. Uh, You know, I I think, too, if our kids, I've, I've told kids a lot, just, you know what, just, just go and play. You know, and and so if they can create some of those good habits and stuff too, you know, again, if if they've got to sit there and think, um, it takes too long, and uh, you know, just reacting to it, uh, um, it is always better when it comes to some of those kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and I think, um, have you found this in your career, coach? Um, the older you get, the easier it is for you to have your kids just go and play. Um, whereas when we were younger, um, we felt like we kind of needed to get them from A to B and B to C, you know, as an assist, as a crutch sometimes, you know? Well, you know, I don't, I'd have to, I'd have to say that I don't know if I ever, um, did too much of that because because I, I you know I would always I'd always say too I I always had uh, probably smarter assistants than me when it comes to some of those things that uh, you know I'm 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 not opposed to handing the clipboard over and saying hey come up with a play for us and I've had some great assistants over the years that have done that I think as a coach that's that's the biggest thing is is uh, being humbled enough to know hey I know the kids I know this sometimes X's and O's this is your thing here you go. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, and setting up your assistant coaches to be um, to be successful that way too, you know, and we won a couple of those state titles too. I had a couple people comment uh, comment on me too, and I had Terry Scouten and Perry Scouten, our AD. He's been you know he's been coaching for you know thirty plus years, uh, Hall of Fame coach in South Dakota, all this stuff too. And if we needed to play at the end of the game. You know, it was going to be him. And, you know, there's times, too, where it was like, hey, take the huddle. There you go. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever we need to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's uh, the philosophy, too. It doesn't always have to be my idea. And yeah. I think that's the, that's the part from business, too. I think my dad's created a number of businesses and his his uh um, his advice to me always too is you never want to always have to be the smartest guy in the room. He said, yeah, you surround yourself with smart people and then you're smart enough to stay out of their way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had more than one, uh, huddle, uh, you know, where, uh, an assistant and, and I was really fortunate, but, uh, I, I had really good assistant coaches as well, but 
you know, assistant would, you know, buzzer would go, the horn would go, whether we called the timeout or it was a quarter break or whatever the situation was. And they, you know, we got to, we got to do this and this. And I said, well, go tell them. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be, and the first couple of times I did that, they kind of look at me like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, sure. yeah. Have them, yep. have them listen to somebody other than me. That's good. Yep. You know, exactly. That, that's, I don't want to talk to them the entire time. They, you know, they, they, they get tired of, mm-hmm. of hearing the same voice over and over again. It, you know, in my, in my new job, um, I, I feel like I have to talk more than I want to just because we have to establish so many things, uh, especially oh, yeah. when it comes to our culture and our habits mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. But, you know, the goal in, in year two and year three and year four is to actually talk a hell of a lot less and turn it over to the kids and turn it over to the assistants so mm-hmm. that I'm not the one dominating the the conversation and I, and I and I don't think I'm dominating the conversation but it's just mm-hmm. this is how it needs to be done this is how we want it done but I yep. I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head there where it's like hey you got you got an idea go mm-hmm. the huddle's yours mm-hmm. the huddle's yours and I've literally had I don't know how many huddles where I didn't say hardly a thing other than all right you know we're we're in black defense after all that you know and coach mm-hmm. Ritz would take it for 50 seconds and okay yeah. let's go you know well, and I, you know, there too. I'm I'm always asking. You know, I you know I, I we were we were sitting there too, one night, and we had a couple of other coaches there, and I was like, hey, coach, well, you know, what do you, what do you think of my team? What you know, what what would you do? You know, and he looks at me, and he's just like, I've been coaching for three years, and you're asking me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, I'm I'm always open to what other people are you know, thinking, seeing, and, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I, I put my ego aside a long time ago to say it doesn't have to be my idea when it comes to some of these things. It's, it's what's, what's best for the kids, what's best for the team. And you're always, you're always willing to try stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A thousand percent agree with you there. So, well, uh, coach, let's talk about some of the stuff that you do within your program. Uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about, uh, how you develop, Good solid fundamentals, and you you're a, you're a two A school, so you probably you guys probably have about what sixty to seventy five kids per class ish. Actually, like we're a little bit we're we're uh, we're three A. Oh, you're so up to three A again. Okay. Yeah, we're right on the well, and girls are different because you know you got the five classes. Oh sure, yep, yep, yeah, yep. So, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're, we're pretty solid in that bottom part of, of 3A there, but yeah, we're probably in that 60, 70 per, per class mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that. So. so, so you're doing a lot of sharing um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you've had tremendous uh, success in like volleyball, uh, you know, really good teams there. And, and you referenced, you know, a lot of crossover athletes. So you're, yep. you're you don't have kids that specialize yet. Mm-hmm. You need to develop, fundamentals and and a simple way to play the game but play the game the right way and so what are some things that you do with maybe passing and ball handling and those type of things that get you up to speed so that by the end of the season you are competing at a high level and you're and you're ready for postseason play Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of that stuff too we work on throughout the summer. Now mm-hmm. the summer was a little different that way, but sure. you know we definitely do um, some of our workouts with our weightlifting, you know, over the summer and and try and work on a lot of those fundamentals with ball handling and stuff. Uh, you know, I would say 
majority of the week we'll start practice with some sort of ball handling drill whether that's um you know killer 150 uh we, we kind of like that one a little bit just to get the get the hands moving and get going with that um we'll, we'll break out the ten, we'll break out the tennis balls and uh you know we'll throw some tennis balls while we're dribbling a little bit and you know it doesn't have to be long but it but just just something that's short quick and just gets you a feel for it and and trying to get kids to do it the right way too in athletic stances um and and continuing to dribble the ball whatever we're you know trying to distract them a little bit that way too so what, what all goes into that killer 150 killer 150 oh you got a youtube it man there's a guy on there that does it so fast so okay. so basically it's it's uh is it 10 or 15 pounds i think it's I think it's 10 pounds. So if you Google it, you know, so it's, it's basically, uh, pound the ball hard. You start with your right hand, pound the ball hard, and then you go short, quick dribbles. And I think it's, is it, is it 10 or 20? It might be 25, 25 dribbles per. And then there's a, then there's a S dribble and then there's a crossover and then there's a between the legs and then there's behind the back. And then you do it with your left hand too. So if you if you Google it, it'll it'll take you through it. But that's that's a great one to to warm up with, and we'll do that quite a bit throughout the summer. Um, and then have a couple of our our senior leaders kind of lead it that way too. So, and then we'll do the the tennis ball ones where we're we're dribbling with one hand and throwing it up and catching it with the other one. And we always tell our kids too, don't worry about catching it, just make sure you keep dribbling. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just kind of a fun loose one to get the kids going a little bit and get them handling the ball and then switch. And then we'll even do a partner one where they're tossing it back and forth, doing a circle with the tennis balls and stuff too. So that's that's some that's some Don Meyer stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about uh, what about some passing stuff? You know, the most underrated skill in the game: passing the mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of our passing stuff is we try to do full court, and you know, as we're doing some of that stuff too, to try to lead kids when it comes to some of those things too. I remember used to you know it used to be the fundamentals. Okay, here you go, chest pass, thumbs down when you pass it, all those things, and. You know, I think we've gotten to the point where we've done more of that unorthodox passing, you know, one-handed passes, and how do we do that properly, and and, and how do we do that, and how do we do it quick, quick and hard, and, and make sure that we know where, where are we targeting. I think that's the other part, too, is where, where do you want to throw it, because I think sometimes kids just throw it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, just, Hey, Hey, this is, this is, so again, breaking it down and walking through, this is where, this is where this pass needs to go. Uh, this is how we kind of want you to throw it. But, uh, you know, again, every kid has their own strength or weakness when it comes to some of those things too. And so some kids might pass it a little bit different, but, but again, the end goal is this is, this is how we want it. This is where we want it. And this is how we want to get it there. Mm-hmm. We, we use the phrase, uh, often on time on target, you know, yep. and and uh, you know we try to explain to our kids that uh, a shot can be missed because of the pass, mm-hmm. and and if you don't hit them on time on target, that is just as important there because you've got to set your 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 teammate up here so yep. that if if their hands are here and this is where they want it, that's where it's got to be because mm-hmm. they're going to catch it and they're going to let it fly. And if they have to adjust to that, that's going to throw their shot rhythm off. And yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And we try to talk too a lot about, you know, when we pass in, in practice too, it's a lot about, we, we talk about the names that we want the passer and the receiver saying the names that we're, we're in communication, we're, we're in tune with each other. And then our, our receiver also is, is the target. Where do you want it? Where, you know, put the hands up or, you know, where, where it's going to go when it comes to this and what drives me nuts, what I'll stop practice for and make kids, make kids, uh, um, run or do whatever too is a, the, a reminder the old, the, yeah the old one-handed catch you know it's just like gosh you know you, you hit it with one hand and let it bounce in front of you and then go get it it's like you got two hands for a reason you know <laughs> you your two hands so <laughs> get, get them both up there and use them both you're not Odell oh, Jr. I'm not quite as good at it you know I'm, I'm not I'm not a barker I'm not a yeller you know, when it comes to that, Coach Scouting was so good at that. He was so funny, and we, you know, he, he, you know, one girl would do it, and all of a sudden practice would stop, and it'd be just like there'd be a little bit of a barking session there, and I'd just kind of giggle a little bit too, and you know, from then on, everybody pretty much would catch with two hands after that. But you know, that that one girl sometimes would get singled out a little bit, and usually, you know, she, he, he knew which ones to do it to, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and you know they could handle it, but uh, it was always it was always pretty good that way. So I can't quite do it quite as well as him. So yeah, um, let's talk about your uh, game day procedures and and <laughs> what you do on on game day uh, to get your team in the right frame of mind. Um, yeah, I was really lucky. My couple of years out, I, I had quite a few guys that let me just hang around on game day and let me in the locker room before the games and, and that type of stuff. So, so what's kind of your, your rhythm? It's a, it's a, it's a Friday and, and you're getting ready to play my beloved Sheldon Orabs and, um, you know, you're, you're headed up to the Orab dome, uh, 20 miles Northeast there. Um, what, what's your, what's your rhythm of the day? What are the things that you're emphasizing? How are you getting your team ready to go? So they're, so they're ready to play a tip off. You know, a lot of times what we will do right after school or whatever is is uh, um, is do our uh, do our devotions, and I'm I'm pretty purposeful with how we do that. So it's usually a book, or it's it's um, you know something that uh, we'll go through. And uh, you know this this year we're doing. Um, a little bit of a video series and I got a study book. It's, it's a, it's a little one called get out of your head. And it, it talks a lot about, um, girls and, you know, how they got to get out of their own heads when it comes to some of this, you know, and I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not athletic enough. I'm not a good enough basketball player. So, so we're, we're working through some of those things too. I, I, I always think that's, that's an important from a team aspect, from a culture aspect, because when we when I do those things and we include all the kids, everybody's on the same playing field there. Mm-hmm. So we 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 include everybody. Everybody's got the same input when it comes to this, and and you know you kind of require the same work. So we're all equals when it comes to some of those things. And I think it it just gets us focused. It gets us it gets us together as a team. And I think it's an important culture thing because. Too often you can have splits on your team of starters and, and subs mm-hmm. when it comes to some of this or the practice players and and I think too many coaches, um, too many coaches, 
get get a split and after christmas you you end up with two different teams and i've had that many times over the years so i think that's that's a big big thing that i've i've talked about with culture or whatever so we'll usually do that and you know they're they're my girls you know these mm-hmm. these are my girls so i'll spoil them and so i'll take snacks or or whatever so because you know kids always listen better and respond better when you give them snacks so mm-hmm. we've always got some good healthy snacks i, I used to do uh, i used to bake a monkey bread and we we do that but maybe that's a little bit too much sugar so we try to we try to do more of uh maybe some subs or some gogurts or uh some of that stuff that uh, so we get them a good snack you are and, a multifaceted uh, guy jay i mean you're well, cooking you're coaching Jeez, yeah you know I, I i make a mean monkey bread i tell you that <laughs> you know i'm a little disappointed this year because because we can't really do you know i, yeah. I don't live too far from the school and we kind of designed the house we've got a back end entrance to the basement so you know i really enjoy having the kids over here and doing devos and and kind of doing that stuff and then and then i'll i'll hand out the scouting report and stuff too and usually i've got that detailed out with okay here's this is this is what we want this is what we want to accomplish offensively this is what we want to accomplish defensively here's the starters and some stuff on them mm-hmm. man assignments Here's some of the subs, key subs. Here's some things, and then at the bottom of that that scouting report, I always have keys to the game. Mm-hmm. And so here here are some, and there's probably anywhere from you know four to six bullet points on that that uh, that usually um, you know involve involve some aspect of the game that way too. So, mm-hmm. so you get on the bus, um, you enjoy the wonderful. Uh, drive up Highway 75 uh, to Sheldon. You pull into the parking lot. Um, what's the process uh, after that? After that, we'll we'll go in. You know, kids get their get their stuff going. You know, a lot of times we've got JV kids that are, you know, subs for us that uh, you know that are maybe playing some JV and everything. Um, you know, we'll usually let them go into the locker room. I've, I've got a, you know, I've got a speaker that I've per- purchased, so they usually have got a, a playlist that they're going with uh, of, of, you know, appropriate music that uh, that they're that they're playing, and uh, and then we'll go in. Uh, typically, we'll we'll have one of the kids maybe share a, a short devotional or a or a. Um, I would say maybe an inspiring poem or something that they've they've seen, and uh, and then we'll have prayer requests. We'll talk about that. We'll have one of the girls pray for us, get in a circle and pray, and then we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, hey, here, here, here. I like to keep it simple, so we'll go over the plays and some of that in offense. Okay, this is what we're going to start in. Here's our goals for the first part of the game, uh, man assignments, and tell me about these kids. Anybody else that's off the bench that we've got to talk about. And then, uh, and then basically, I'll let them let them call them up, and you know, have have a few words of, of wisdom or a few words to fire them up or whatever too, and then mm-hmm. and that's where we go. And then you roll, and then you and roll. then we roll. Yeah, uh, do you do uh, what's your halftime look at look like typically? Do you do you, do you have a, a pretty set structure for your halftimes and 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 how you communicate with your kids at yeah. halftime? 
Yeah, we've got a, we've, you know, we've got an iPad so we can usually look at stats when it comes to that. We'll sit in the hall and talk with the assistant coaches and say, okay, what are you guys seeing? And trying to get all of their inputs when it comes to some of that too. So what, what do we want to look at, you know, going forward? What do we, what adjustments do we do we need to make? Um, and I think, you know, I think that's some of the stuff that we've, we've done a pretty good job of. Uh, when it comes to this, now Cherokee game wasn't so good. Our third quarter wasn't very good, but mm-hmm. yeah, Gracie got in foul trouble too. So that that uh, that kind of hosed us in that quarter. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah, typically we'll basically meet outside, look at the stats, um, you know, look at uh, what what we need to emphasize a little bit more. Who needs to maybe take a few more shots and. And, uh, you know, we'll have a message and, and, uh, make the adjustments we need to make, maybe adjust the defense or this is what we're going to start in to go. And here's the offense we're going to start in. Here's, here's the first play we're going to run. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. And then on the way out, uh, you know, sometimes we'll have the assistant coaches. All right. You talk to so-and-so about this. You talk to so-and-so about this. And, you know, we'll have a few of those little individual meetings to, uh, uh, to give a few kids a little bit more either encouragement or, Hey, you know what, this is what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then what's your, what's your typical post game look like you wrap up, um, let's say you sneak by the Orabs on a half quarter, you know, or something yep. like that, like you did your first year up at George Little Rock, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, just a typical game, win or lose, uh, how do you handle that, uh, what's, your, what's your tips, what's your advice for, for coaches that are listening uh, that, <laughs> that you've picked up along the way, maybe from positive experiences or, man, I really <laughs> screwed that up and I don't want to do that again, um, you know, that type of thing. Well, I think as a as a coach too, I think you, I, I think I've always said too, you got to own your part of it too. So if you feel like you did something that wasn't great or or whatever during the thing too, I think you got to own that part of it. I think if if you feel like you didn't have your kids prepared, I think you got to own that and tell your kids that when it mm-hmm. comes to some of those things. I think that's, I think the most powerful thing a coach can do is apologize to his team in certain situations or you know, more importantly, the individual players of, you know what, I handled that wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done it in this situation. Um, you know, I, I think again, you, you address, um, you address some things that need to address. You look at how you can build, but you always end with the positives when it comes to the, some of the, some of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta even that out. I would, I would always say that emotional bank account. So you can, you can make withdrawals from that emotional bank account, but you have to make deposits too. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to that, um, I always give a time where I allow some of the assistants to give their input. So there's other voices in the room that it comes to that. And, uh, and then we wrap it up and, and, uh, talk about, uh, you know, what, what's next. So yeah. when's practice and when's the next game and what's, what's, what's our opportunities moving forward. So, yep. Do you typically try to keep it pretty short? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a long talker when it comes to some of those things because, you know, you get, you get too far into it and and they're going to tune you out anyway. So yeah, they're already thinking about that Joey's out there and, (laughs) and, uh, I got to get showered and get over and see him. So yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's true as well. Um, I, 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 I try to keep those, those, I, I notice anytime I've screwed up after a post game, it's because I've talked too much. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
So I've, I've really tried to discipline myself over the years to uh, just, hey, you know what? It, it pretty much is the same thing after almost every post game. Hey, we did some good things. We did some bad things. Maybe you find one or two kids that you 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 want to praise prompt and, uh-huh. and and leave, you know, and especially praise, you know, maybe it's somebody that doesn't get as much a credit as the kid that scored sixteen that night. So because you know everybody's going to be you know slapping them on the back, you know, because of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, you know. Mary, you did a great job screening tonight. I love the way you 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 set a couple of really vicious down screens tonight, and then that got Susie open and and that type of thing. And then a lot of times I just say, hey, I'm, I don't want to say a whole lot. I want to watch the film. I want to take a step back, and 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 then we'll really address these things. Um, and and that's kind of been my thing again after a couple of mistakes over the years. Of, of let's just get the heck out of here without saying a whole lot and let's leave it good rather than trying to screw it up, you know, yep. type of a thing. Yeah. Well, and I think always too, you got to be careful. You don't single out kids or, or, you know, I, I think there's certain kids you can challenge in certain ways, but and the games are always bad times to do that when it comes to that. And I think I've, you know, you've, we've seen that before with some of that stuff too. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want those kids to be hanging their heads and, and and stuff that way too so you always got to leave them now you know now there are certain games where you absolutely play terrible and Mm -hmm. and you know what they they need to feel bad for a little bit that's okay yeah when it comes to that but majority of the time majority of the time you gotta you gotta take it in perspective and Mm -hmm. and uh understand that typically Typically, you uh, yeah, you know the the games you win are the ones you probably should win, and there's always some games that you probably shouldn't win, but that's 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 those are the good ones that way. So exactly, exactly. So uh, one last thing, coach. Let's let's talk about your your youth development, and you're in a unique system. You you uh, your private school, uh, but you're you know under under the the umbrella of of a quote-unquote rural uh private school like you said you've got kids that are are driving like if you get a kid from sanborn that goes to orange city uh, that's a that's a 30 mile drive one way um but you know you so you've got kids coming from a, a a 20 to 30 mile radius uh, around Orange City to come to school there, and you you talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, but yet you want to help develop those kids. You want to you want to bring those kids. You want to help them teach the game. You want them to get to know you uh, because you do have a little bit of competition with obviously public schools, but then you also have a very uh, another very successful uh, private school that is in line with your religious beliefs, uh, your your school's mission uh, when it comes to uh, the the religious side of things. Uh, so so how did you? Uh, what are some things that you do to develop your program, to develop your feeder system, to to, to create those relationships with kids, to to help them develop in, in the game, uh, but but not put uh, too much of a uh, too much pressure on families that they feel like you know we've got to do too much again because of the the time and the distance that some of these families just 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 to get to school every day it's a pretty big yep. commitment. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, and and the time and the expense and and you know most most of these families have multiple kids, so you know you, there again you try to you, you try to be try to do it in such a way where where 
you know, families can, can, you know, spend the one night. So, you know, like with our junior nights program too, we've got our, our football coach, uh, Josh McKempen is our junior nights AD. So he works through and, and does a lot of the communicating and stuff. Uh, you know, we talk to the parents about doing some coaching and stuff, but what, what we typically do with our junior night stuff, and that starts in fifth grade, um, you know, because I just think you start too much earlier. Um, sometimes you can be detrimental to some of this. You can yep. pick up some bad habits. Kids aren't strong enough. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, there's some parents that will start some fourth grade stuff when it comes to some of those things, too. But we've just designated fifth grade as when we're going to start with our program and those things, too. Now, we do run a junior high camp that starts in third grade. Mm-hmm. So we got the third, third through fifth and then the sixth through eighth. So we've got two different camps that we do there at the beginning of the summer. And we always think that's important to do that at the start of the summer uh, so that we can get those kids excited about basketball so that they're playing it throughout the summer. Um, I think the summer is important for skill development. I think there's way too many kids that just go and play a ton of games during the summer. And uh, my philosophy has always been skill development during the summer is the time when you when you become a better shooter, when you become a better passer, when you become a better dribbler, when it comes to some of those things. And so I've encouraged my kids to do more of those things, um, to become more athletic, you know, lift weights, do some of those things. Um, but we, we typically will designate a night where we, we will, um, have practices at unity and OCCS Orange city Christian, uh, where we'll have, uh, the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders practice at different times. And by doing it on one night, that works out great because you have multiple families that have, you know, maybe two kids that do some of this. So you try to coordinate and look at some of that stuff too. But that also gives me the opportunity to be able to bop in and look at practice or help with this or help with that and, uh, you know, have a, have an impact on that. And that that's kind of fun too, because we'll typically start that the month before basketball starts. Mm-hmm. And so those kids are doing some practicing and some of that stuff. And then, and then we'll do some Saturdays and stuff too. And we've been trying to do a lot more scrimmages when it comes to our kids so that we can do it in a controlled way. Um, a lot of these AAU tournaments just become in, you know, become bloodbaths when it comes to that. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, it's just who can be more physical Yeah. and uh, you got high school kids officiating it. So they're just going to suck on their whistle. Cause I get 20 bucks, whether this thing lasts a half hour or 45 minutes, Yep. you know? So, yep. so, so we've tried to, we've tried to do more scrimmages and we we've set out too. we've got a whole philosophy on our junior nights webpage of, Hey, here, here's fifth grade. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to expect. We're going to, we're going to maybe do a couple of scrimmages. We're not going to, you know, maybe do one tournament. We'll see how it is. Sixth grade will build a little bit more. Seventh grade will build a little bit more. Eighth grade will build a little bit more when it comes mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we've definitely got our philosophy and our, it, it's, it's, it's set out. Uh, that way too because i think if you get too intense too quickly you you miss out on a lot of kids yeah Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of kids that won't commit to that and and let's face it i mean you you know the 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 deb remedies of this world yeah that you know that would shoot you know thirty thousand shots in a summer those, those kids are very rare yeah uh, so, so you, you've got to, you've got to be able to make it attainable for kids, um, 
that, uh, you know, that they can do it in a reasonable manner that, you know, 10,000 shots in a summer, we've, we've put that out there and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, you know, kids got to get after it for that. But we've, we've had some coaches that have talked about, well, we need 10,000 makes. Well, I mean, kids get discouraged that way. Yeah. I mean, you got to make something attainable. And, and yeah. I've had some coaches say to me too, well, I don't, I don't think this kid did 10,000 shots. He probably, well, I said, well, did he do 8,000? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, you know, if mom and dad are willing to sign off on it, but if he, if he's out there two days a week, he's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, it's not, you know, here's, here's the carrot at the end of the stick. And, um, I want to put this out here for you. Um, but yeah. whether, you know, and I always tell the kids, uh, and we kind of do a, a similar thing, uh, with, with shots and, and getting that up and, uh, but, but what I tell them is if, if you only shoot 2000 shots in the summer, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. But then expect 2000 shots worth of playing time next season. Exactly. But if you tell me you put up 10,000 shots, okay. I expect 10,000 shot improvement as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. In, in some ways I would, if, if you only shot 2000 shots, um, I can deal with that a heck of a lot easier than I can if you say, well, yeah, coach, I made, I shot 10,000, 12,000 shots, and you come back in and you're a worse shooter than you were the season before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm now I'm actually more upset with you than mm-hmm. I would be if you just said, yeah, coach, I only threw up 2,000 shots, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's the expectation that you gotta, that you gotta set, but, but you gotta have, you got to have some sort of tangible thing. You know, the, the way kids' minds are today, they're so geared towards GPAs and ACTs and, yeah. and having some sort of number in mind. You know, uh, again, hearkening back to the late 80s and the early 90s, we, we just went out and played, you know, oh. and, and, and we went down and, uh, yeah. and you know, we had, what, we had one summer league in Orange City and we had the Great Iowa Shootout, and that's about all we did. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and uh but now kids today, they, they need that, okay, organization, put this together, I'm going to yep. do this, I'm going to do that, and, and what's the number I need to hit? And uh, Because that's just the way their minds work, and they're, the, the, uh-huh. way, the, the reason why their minds work that way is because we as adults have formed their minds in that manner, uh-huh. don't you think? Well, well I, you know, I think people have said, too, well, kids are busier these days, so they, they just can't do that. I said, no, I disagree. I said, I think, I think parents are busier. Yeah. And so they they've chosen not to do some of this stuff. I, I, I look at it and I, I'm, I'm like when when we were, you know, if I don't organize it, it won't happen. Yeah. You know, if I don't mm-hmm. if I don't schedule it or or or, you know, try to promote it when it comes to this, it won't happen. I mean, when we were in high school, we played in two different leagues. There was one in. I think Orange City, mm-hmm. between us and Orange City, we'd play, and then Sioux Center had a league that we'd play in. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd go on the farm and work. A lot of kids, it's hard for them to get part-time jobs. So they're maybe putting 15, 20 hours in a week. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't lift weights back then, but, no. we you know, we'd go to work, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we'd go to open gym, or we'd go to baseball or softball and, and play, and then we'd go and, I mean, you know, 
we'd, we'd be playing two nights a week. We'd have open gym another night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, at, at, uh, the middle school and, you know, you could go anywhere and find a pickup game. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday afternoons, we'd get the keys from Bauma and we would play, we would literally, we'd play three on three full court, um, to a hundred by ones and twos. Mm-hmm. 50 was halftime. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we'd, we'd play, we'd play from two o'clock till five o'clock. Yep. Yep. You know, I yep. mean, three hours of basketball. Yeah. I mean, there'd yeah. be. Yeah. We would do that with, uh, our buddies. Uh, one of our buddies, um, grew up in Archer, which is just the, the little bird, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he had keys, he had keys to the Archer gym yep. and, and one of the parents would carpool four or five of us uh from Sheldon the 10 miles out there and they would drop us off at noon and mm-hmm. and we'd just go in the Archer gym and we'd play basketball for a couple hours and then we'd and then we'd play arena football for an hour and mm-hmm. and then maybe we'd shoot some more hoops or but you know whatever but that, yeah. that kept you know that's the way we got better and that's the mm-hmm. way we we developed and like you said that's just the difference in the generations now where oh, yeah. uh if we don't organize it kids are probably not going to do it and and I think when it comes to leadership, um, that's a little bit of a missing thing as well because in those situations, uh, those Sunday afternoons that you're talking about, it was well, who's on this team, who's on that team? We don't want it to be stacked, so you got to kind of figure it out. But somebody yep. had to be a leader, and and you know this, you know this stinks. This isn't fair. Let's switch, you know me okay. with with somebody else, or you know whatever the situation was, and yep. and I think that's some of those elements that are missing when you're talking about leadership and personal development in so many ways, in so many ways, our kids are, are so much mature than, than we were at that age. Uh, but there's also some things I think we did better than the kids do today at this age oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the, that's the whole thing too, of just letting kids play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where we learn to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so that's not going on. So, so that's the part that you're having to try to teach and that's the hardest part to teach, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's the part where you would talk about where, well, you know, the kids that work hard at it, but the kids that just get it, I mean, you've got kids that walk in, walk in and they, they may not touch a basketball all year, but they walk in and they get it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a gift. It's a God-given gift that they get it. And, you know, is it fair? No, but it's just the way it is. Yep. Yep. Like Bruce, Horns- Bruce Hornsby in the range said, that's just the way it is. Yep. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So, Jay, this has been terrific catching up with you, man. I, I, I really appreciate you answering the email and the text messages. And uh, this has been a great conversation. I'm glad we were able to record it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, appreciate you asking me. Yeah, uh, do you got any social media you want to plug for your program? Oh, not really. I think everything's kind of our junior nights thing is kind of just uh, on invite only. So we're, we, we, uh, you know, again, we just, uh, you know, you can watch our our stuff online. I think it's free on the Unity website. So if you want to watch us at home, um, just just go to the Unity website and you can check us out. So this year, awesome. Awesome. Very good. Well, why don't you hold the line here for a second and, uh, and, uh, 
I got a couple things I got to read off here, and and then uh, we'll we'll wrap everything up. So, uh, good. Jay Skyderman, girls basketball coach at Unity Christian High School. Um, really uh, great conversation. A lot of really really good things that came out of this here. Uh, we also want to thank Cosac Chiropractic for sponsoring the podcast. Again, uh, Coach, if you're ever in Omaha and the back's a little sore, give Dr. Kevin or Dr. Heidi a call at 402-964-0300. Just be sure to let them know that a pen and a napkin sent you. Um, again, subscribe to teachhoops.com. Go to teachhoops.com backslash A-P-A-A-N. That's a pen and a napkin. Uh, 14-day free trial there with Coach Collins. A lot of terrific stuff on the website. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter handle, a pen and a napkin. Uh, download, rate, and review the podcast here. Give us five stars on SoundCloud or iTunes. And, of course, any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. This has been Jay Skideman, girls basketball coach at Orange City Unity Christian High School. Coaches, as always, let's stay safe, let's pray for peace, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.